you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. This is it's Good Morning Football presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live as always in New York City Tuesday, December 19th, the bow in week 15. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and Jason McCourty. Whoo, Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. had a very interesting night on the West Coast. Uh, there were interesting quarterback conversations to be indeed, had. Indeed. Peter, what does your heart tell you this morning about <laughs> that team down I-95 South? We've got a whole show to discuss it. I stood up for that entire game, and what is it? It's, what is it? That I, I like that. that, that, that Drew Locke is yeah. all thing. Yes. Put that on it, okay? That's mm-hmm. it. Right? What do I mean? Child. Let's yeah, get into Kyle, it. Let's do it. Uh, get right game for the Eagles, right? Get right. Yeah. Northwest. Oh, was a little sick. But he played. Drew Locke is in for Geno. Seahawks win. Unbelievable comeback. Drew Locke spectacular. Eagles got all kinds of problems. But the Seahawks are alive. They break the losing streak. And Drew Locke afterwards was in an emotional place. This is pretty cool. Here is the winning Seahawks quarterback. Amazing won't do it justice. Amazing won't do it justice. But amazing also doesn't do justice. But the O-line... What DK did on that catch, what the receivers did, what Ken Walker, Zach Charbonnet did all game long, the tight ends, man. It takes a special group to rally around a guy that, you know, has come into his second game of the year, right? Used to the same thing all year long, same cadence, same spin of the ball, everything. A team like that, not just the offense, the defense to rally around. Me tonight, man, that was, that was amazing. I see some, I hear some emotion in your voice. Yeah. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Um, I'm just blessed. I'm just blessed. Blessed with a great group of guys, a great city, great coaching staff. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's a wow. 
And guess what? The Seahawks find themselves right back in the thick of it in the playoff picture. Eagles go to the five seed, and back we have the Cowboys at the two seed if the playoffs were to start today. Cowboys would have the edge on the Eagles due to conference opponents and records. Uh, Seahawks would be at 7-7. Seven and seven. Of course, they were swept by the Rams. Well, let's not discuss that right now. They've got plenty of football left to go. What a win by Seattle. What a devastating loss by the Eagles. Makes for a very interesting final stretch to the season. Could have been such an opportunistic Monday night for the Philadelphia Eagles, yet they did not pounce on that opportunity. Peter, a hard-fought win by the Seahawks. We saw the emotion. We heard the emotion from Drew Locke. We saw it out of Pete Carroll. Great story for Drew Locke. Yeah, I think it was it was the, the, the ESPN bottom line that said it was 1,200 days since Drew Locke had an opportunity mm. to have a game-winning drive. He's waited his time. Yeah. He heard it there. For two years, he's been backing up Geno Smith, and this is after being the starter in Denver. He gets another opportunity. He comes in, and I'll tell you what, 92 yards in the final two minutes. This is an all-time drive and one that he'll never forget and one that we should appreciate. Let's get through the drive here right. because the numbers themselves, they're 5 for 10 with the touchdown pass, but the key was the big third and 10. He hits DK Metcalf, which is the entire game on the line here. We're going to get to it in a second here as he moves the ball all the way down the field. Drew Locke in this moment here, he says, you know, I, I, I talked to Geno Smith right before the final drive. Geno Smith tells him on the sideline, you're the best player on the field. Go show them that. You're the best player on the field right now. It's the stuff that you write stories about because if they lose this game, the Seahawks are more or less out of the playoff picture. Mm-hmm. And they're done. They find a way to go against the defending Super Bowl champions, and it's Drew Locke of all people. And I'll say this. The post-game interview with Lisa Salters is getting you know, flowers and accolades, and Lisa did a great job. The same people online that are like, man, I just feel real good for Drew Locke are the same people that tore him down yeah. when he was in Denver. Yes, it's a feel-good story, but that's part of it. Everybody wrote Drew Locke off. The Denver Broncos wrote Drew Locke off. He was a second-round pick that had started games. They traded him as a throw-in in the Russell Wilson deal, and he didn't even start last year for Seattle or the first 15 games for Seattle. So he has to wait his turn, and when his number is called, Drew Locke steps up. We love the story. And he'll be a Seahawk legend if they make the playoffs this year. Like, if he never plays another game, it's like they threw Drew Locke into the fire and he found a way. Uh, but I, the same media that rolled their eyes and made fun of Drew Locke for dancing on the sidelines are the same ones being like, what a heartwarming story. He's a warrior. That's what he does. He goes out there and Drew Locke got it done. I'm happy for the kid. It's really cool. That's sports media. We all do it every single day. Somebody has a bad game, we destroy them and they come back and they bounce back. And it was cool because he talked about you start to doubt yourself as a player when you think you're this high, you're a starter, and next thing you're not, and you get the opportunity and he showed up. And their offense, you said a 92-yard drive, longest one in the season. But on the other side, the defense had to step up and hold Philadelphia and allow them to win that game. And they were able to really do that throughout the entire night. A lot of it in the fourth quarter had to do with a guy by the name of Julian Love, the ex-New York Giant, the captain that was there. He goes over to Seattle. Fourth quarter here, Jalen Hurst thinking, all right, I'm going to throw it up to Quest. Just make a play for me. Julian Love comes down with the interception. There was a tug on the jersey. I know. They didn't call it. He comes away with the INT. That's the first one in the fourth quarter. All right. Seattle goes down. Drew Locke puts a drive together. Hurts has time. 
comes back, goes to A.J. Brown, and he said after the game, we knew where he was going. 11 is his guy. I never took my eyes off of him. And he comes across and he makes a play. So fun to watch because we had Julian Love on our show around the Super Bowl last year. He was a New York Giant at the time. Mm -hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles were playing in the Super Bowl. Sirianni was mean mugging cameras. We said, Julian, what did you think of that? And what do you think of Sirianni and the Eagles? And this is what he had to say. See this stuff, though? Like, what's your reaction as a player? And that guy's doing that. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, he's... He's in for a free ride right now. You guys can coach this team and they can succeed. That's how. That's we're looking for. That's how. Bolted board right there. I mean, come on. Uh-huh. And then he goes out there and intercepts the ball twice in the fourth quarter to send Philadelphia back across Ooh. the coast to take a long plane ride home to think about that L. Julian Love, kudos to him. He played a hell of a game, and he has the last few weeks. He really did. Super clutch. Love seeing him on the show. Love seeing the Giants jacket. Make yeah. it make sense. He's been all over the place, but huge <laughs> plays last night. The Philadelphia thing, like the, the storm is surging over the city of Philadelphia. You yeah. can smell the fear from uh, up here. You can smell the anger. Their offense is terrible. They can't score. I mean, they're really good at tush-push. Like, if, as long as Jalen Hurts has two guys pushing them and they're at the goal line, they're unstoppable. But everywhere else in every other game situation, they can't do anything. I guess the defense was slightly better, and they brought yeah. in Matt Patricia. So do they, go, like, do they go get Josh McDaniels or something or Brandon Staley or like something to fix the offense? They can't score. They can't do anything. It's really bad. You get thumped by San Francisco, all right, Dallas, that's highly concerning. I mean, Peter, that was a beautiful love letter to Drew Locke, yeah. and I agree with everything you said. Yeah. You're the Philadelphia Eagles. You just got beat by Drew Locke in the final minute of the game. And here's what's most concerning. They're not playing well. So Jalen is sick, okay? It happens. After the game, I didn't like this. I've been talking about execution all year. Um, Been on the same page. Everyone been on the same page. And we didn't execute. Um, I don't think we're we're uh, committed enough. You know, you know, just just got to turn it around. We have to um, we have to make a like a like internal change in how we attack things, um, how we come to work every day. Um, you know, it starts with the little things. How committed we are to doing what we're doing, and that all starts with me, the quarterback. All right, so we're not committed enough. We have to change how we come to work every day. They've lost three games in a row. What you're trying to do as an Eagles fan, you're saying, well, the Niners lost three games in a row, and and look at them now. I went back and looked after the Niners lost their three games in a row, what their team leaders said. Shanahan, uh, I believe we have the answers in our building. We have good players. We're going to fix this. Brock Purdy, I think all of us are really hungry for the second half. We'll be ready for it. Christian McCaffrey, we have the right guys. We'll just get back to the tape, correct the mistakes, and move on. Eric Armstead, we have everything we need to be successful team-wise going to the bye week. It'd be good for us to get some reflection. We'll get back on track. Jalen Hurts is saying we, we, we got to check out our commitment, and we got maybe guys who aren't committed and how we show up to work. That's not the same deal. And it's not the same. It's not apples for apples either way because the Eagles don't have time. They don't have a bye week. They don't, the playoffs are here. Like, this is December. We talked about it yesterday. Who's ready to race? It's go time. Get in the starting blocks. It was another terrible loss. The team seems to be broken. The football is bad. They're, the leadership looked terrible, too. Like, they look like their will's broken. They look like fans. They look like fans walking out of the stadium saying, I don't know how to play football anymore. I don't know how they win a game. I mean, I think if I have the schedule right, I think they're playing the Tommy DeVito experience next, Peter. Two of the next three weeks. They could lose to the Jets. And they have a Cardinals game in between. So those should be winnable games, but 
So should the Seahawks. Yes, it's, it's, they look the devastated emotionally and they look like not themselves physically. The tush push works, nothing else does. He looks terrible. First of all, Jalen Hurts physically. He was ill. It was reported heavily before the game began. He had to fly separately from the game. <coughs> Obviously, we saw the look on his face. Doesn't look right. Doesn't look like himself. Whether or not that's an excuse for how the offense in the last three weeks hasn't scored over 20 points remains to be seen. That word committed clearly irked a lot of people in the media as well because a journalist then followed up with him and said, well, what do you exactly mean by committed? And Jalen, whether or not he understood the impact of that using that word in that setting said I don't know I didn't bring my dictionary so he's trying to not put an actual definition on it or he kind of realized like oh no now I understand what I just put out there or maybe he did it intentionally and he wants his teammates to think about that but it was a curious case a very intentional word to use you after a, a dictionary frightening committed. loss committed Come well that's, commit- that's, that's they want him to, to point it even further at what yeah. direct what part of the locker room uh, was committed or who needs to change the way they show up at their job curious that Nick Sirianni when he started with this offense Peter he was calling the plays right and now could you see a path where maybe he retains that job we'll see they're bleeding they're bleeding bad right now I fix this you know I, and I we're going to talk about it in the eight o'clock hour yeah. again because I think it's a bigger conversation about the move that they made during the week you know essentially removing Sean Desai from all defensive responsibilities and saying Matt Patricia guy and doing that in week 15 and then giving up 92 yards on the final drive mm-hmm. of, of a game that was a must-win with the last two minutes. So uh, the offensive side of the ball is hurting, too. The yep. defensive side of the ball, that defensive backfield looked no better than it's looked all season long. Mm-hmm. And although Keely Ringo, I thought, played pretty well, he, he stepped up. When they needed it most, they couldn't stop DK Metcalf. And the same issues that were plaguing them before this week came back and they did it on national television and it plagued them again this week. We're not done with the Eagles-Seahawks on Good Morning Football. We are just getting started with Mike Garofolo this morning, our NFL Network insider. Mike, things that we should be paying attention to on this Tuesday morning in late December? Well, Jamie, some things like injuries to key players, like Jamar Chase, the Bengals wide receiver who suffered a shoulder injury in that game the other day. Uh, We told you it was an AC joint separation, uh, sometimes referred to as a sprain, and these things could be grade one, two, three. And so Zach Taylor, before Chase had his MRI, said that Chase was going to be day-to-day, or at least that was the hope. Ian Rappaport now reporting it is a week-to-week type injury. Chase expected to uh, miss this upcoming game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Sounds like he could miss multiple games potentially. The Bengals aren't going to rule him out. Hope that maybe he develops as the uh, as the week goes on. We shall see. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Trevor Lawrence, we're going to keep an eye on him. He's got that concussion, uh, which was suffered on the final drive of the game against the Ravens the other day. Doug Peterson saying, I'm not in the business of predicting head injuries. It's really hard for all of us to do. We have to see how Lawrence does as the week goes along. Uh, all of a sudden, this division is a race. The Jaguars were running away with it, so this is a pivotal game for them against the Buccaneers. We'll see if Lawrence can get through the protocol in time to play that game. Then there's Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs running back. Andy Reid saying that he should be go- good to go this week after missing the last couple of games uh, following shoulder surgery. He had a little bit of a cleanup there. Uh, he is the physical presence that will come back to the Chiefs this weekend uh, when they they play, it's actually, what, Monday? Christmas Day. They play the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. They will have Isaiah Pacheco back. Good to go, Jamie. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Third time's a charm, uh, that's for sure. Uh, no, but uh, just our team was really prepared to come in here. Just like we talked about that mentality, the playoff mentality to come in here um, with one job in mind and just to find a way to win. And um, we did that, so... Um, just couldn't be happier this group, and so we'll enjoy it, but then hit the reset button on to next week. I'm having fun playing football. I wouldn't say I'm satisfied by any means. Uh, still got ball left, still have playoffs in mind, and so um, still hungry. Time for another edition of We and We Out. I don't know if we gave enough time to Baker. I know Kyle gave him his game ball yesterday, but to Baker Bakefield, we see you. Goes into Lambeau Field, had a perfect passer rating. Yep. He passed for 381 yards, threw for four touchdowns, had zero interceptions against a Packers team that was just dying for a win. Uh, Let's get to Baker's big-picture season right right now. As the Buccaneers are in first place in the NFC South, they would be hosting a playoff game. This guy who's making $4 million this year to be the starting quarterback of the the Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. Aside from DeMar Hamlin, whose comeback has been incredible. Baker Mayfield is your 2023 Comeback Player of the Year. Are we in or are we out, Jason McCourty? I put a lot of thought into this. I'm going to have to say I am in. Okay. So I was thinking about Matthew Stafford. He's a guy that was injured last year. When he played, it wasn't pretty through a lot of interceptions. He's come back this year at 35 years old. He looks phenomenal throwing the ball to Puka, to Tutu, Kyron Williams, these young guys. 
But what Baker Mayfield's doing, nobody expected that. He signed with Tampa Bay, and we're like, all right, they got Kyle Trask. They'll battle it out in training camp. We'll see who comes out on top. We expect it to be Baker, but we'll see. And he gets out there, and you just had a perfect passer, and he's throwing the ball all over the field. Mike Evans, Godwin. The energy he brings and the attitude and the passion in which he plays with fires up a team. And what Baker Mayfield's doing, I think, has been unbelievable. I thought going into New Orleans Saints with a team that got Carr, he was going to be the one in the division as the new quarterback to take it by storm. And it's been Baker Mayfield week in and week out making plays. It'd be cool if he won it. I remember at NFL Honors, he was there in the, in the theater for a Rookie of the Year, and he lost it to Saquon. And I think, like, Baker thought some of them would win it. Uh, I'm actually out on this. I'm a big Baker guy, but I actually philosophically have a problem a little bit with the comeback player of the year being to a guy who just moved teams and started playing better. The context of guys having serious injuries or even like beating cancer Mm -hmm. and winning it, I like to go for the injury players more who are broken. Mm. Let me just float you one. What if it's not decided yet? What if Aaron Rodgers does play Mm. and the comeback player of the year is within the same season? That's kind of unprecedented. If he tears his Achilles week one and then plays at the end of the season and performs and and lives, I feel like it goes to that. What would it take? One snap? One game? What what would it be for you to be like that? To start a game. Yeah. I think to start a game. To To get back on the field. Modern medicine and anticipations and everything and set like some crazy precedent. I think it's that. I really do. And I still think it. I, I'm not my. I still think it's going to happen. I know it doesn't make sense and it's irresponsible. I still think it's going to happen. <laughs> I enjoy your uh, having to go down the injury pathway. That's how I feel. There has been a story that uh, I think we tagged that this person came out of the carpool pickup line mm-hmm. and returned to the locker room. If Joe Flacco wins out with Talk the Cleveland it. Browns, like why can't it be Flacco? This quarterback is 38 years old. He has old. He has. The originator of the argument of is fill-in-the-blank elite. For some reason, Joe Flacco got taken down 72 different times in his career Mm -hmm. in the argument of whether or not he is an elite quarterback. If Joe Flacco was legitimately at Dunkin' Donuts doing the (laughs) drop-off, getting the call, signs with the Browns in November, and does competes and does this way on a team that has a plethora of other injuries in the most important position on the team and conducts his business this way, I think it has to be Joe Flacco just because of injury or not. He came from the carpool pickup line. That's a great answer. Those are, those are great answers. I'm going to throw one more out there. It's a play okay. that I've been kind of championing a lot this year. Jadavian Clowney came from the ashes <laughs> yeah. to be one of the best pass rushers in the league. Now, look, again, not injury, but did you realize Jadavian Clowney the last couple of years has played for Seattle? Mm-hmm. Remember that? I remember that. Tennessee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cleveland? Yep. And of course, he was on Houston. And now he's you know, Baltimore Ravens. He's number 24. Best, the best pass rusher. And he's wearing number 24. And he's dominating for the number one defense in the AFC. I, just a thought. But those are four good options yeah. right there. Do you remember when Joe Flacco was on the Eagles? I barely remember that. He was. Right? That's a fact. He was, no. on the, he was. He was an Eagle. It's a crazy thing. This year? No. A couple yeah. of years ago. Before the Jets. I think so. Okay. I think he was with the Jets twice. Okay. It's, that's, this is the point. That's the point. <laughs> right? Yeah. Incredible. Uh, let's keep it in our backyard here in New York. Um, the, the New York Post last week at this time had Tommy DeVito on the front cover mm-hmm. and the back cover of its newspaper. It was all anyone was talking about. It was DeVito hysteria. Then the Saints went out and snapped the Giants' three-game win streak, and Tommy DeVito was sacked seven times. He was knocked out of the game. He came back, threw for 177 yards, didn't throw a touchdown. wasn't much to celebrate. Mm-hmm. However, the Saints players, they were celebrating mightily. <laughs> All of them doing this as the dance. Yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. like this thing came crashing down. And yet, Christmas Day, Tommy DeVito takes on 
the Eagles for a national audience. Mm-hmm. Here's our statement. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> Tommy DeVito. Go on. Tommy DeVito mania mm-hmm. still has some legs. Uh-huh. Are we in or are we out? All right, you take a L, it's humbling. There's uh-huh. reports that a pizzeria wanted to bring you in and you <laughs> doubled your price. There's all type of stuff going on. Shots of the family, the agent, the whole nine. It still has legs, though, Shregs. He yeah. plays wow, on Jason. Christmas Day at home. The Philadelphia Eagles just lost another game, and they're coming to town. I feel like throughout the entire week, all Games the in Philly. Philly. Games in, in Philly. Philly. I'm sorry. Philly. So it's going on the road to Philly. I feel like this entire week, all we're going to be saying, the DeVito stuff is over. No one's going to be talking about it. And then it's game time, and he goes out there, and if he starts to make a few plays yeah, running around, definitely. the next thing you know, we're all going to be doing the same exact thing we did a week ago, putting our hand up in the air, talking about the Tommy DeVito, showing the family in the stands the whole nine. So I think it still has legs because Tommy DeVito is still the starter for the Giants. Hell yes, it has legs. Yeah. It's got incredible. Listen, he could go to Philadelphia and lose. It's fine. When he comes home the next week, the Giants fans won't have seen him in a few weeks. They play the Rams at home. The second he completes the first pass, it's hey! Like, they love it so much, and the team isn't that good, so it's what they have to be excited about. They could lose that game, and then the next game. They could, years from now, Tommy DeVito could surface at a mall somewhere, and they will go crazy. It is too much of a connection. It is too much fun. And, Peter, that's the way you keep injecting into the show, because it's so fun. Peter loves it, and we all love it. It's, it's pure fun is what we do here. So, hell yes, it has legs. If the Philadelphia Eagles have any pride, any teeth left in their bite, where does fun go to die? It can be in Philadelphia. That's true, Jamie. That's Tommy day. DeVito, I would, I would be very careful if I were you walking into a very angry and very frustrated, pissed off, three-time losers, Philadelphia Eagles in the last three weeks. A dangerous defense is one that was just question of their commitment by your quarterback, <laughs> if you will. I'm still not sure where Jalen Hurts is going with that. Uh, I, I think the mania uh, should walk before it can run again when it comes to Tommy DeVito because I would look out if I were him. Yeah, Giants were riding high last year with Daniel Jones. They go into a playoff game. I yeah. think they were down 30 <gasps> at one point in the Eagles. Sure. But I'll tell you this. If DeVito gets up early and the Giants spoil the Eagles season and they come back home oh to play God. the Rams on New Year's Eve, can you imagine the oh, scene? DeVito? And then they play the Eagles again. <laughs> the Eagles again at home to end the year. Uh, like I don't Ruth, think it's any- DiMaggio, Jeter, DeVito. 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 Uh, I'm not done yet either. We'll see. I, it was bad on Sunday. Not for him to sack seven times. It yeah. felt like the, like the, the balloon was... Giants yeah. Eagles. Who has the better quarterback in that game? Who would you say? Oh, no. I'm just messing with you guys. You've lost three in a row. You're Philly. Take it. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. If we were in playoff picture class right now, the teacher would say, everyone on your syllabus turn to the number yeah. two seeded teams as they are taking on mm. each other in the AFC and the NFC on Christmas Eve. I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and don't say it, another game on the road, but this time they have to go to Miami. What would a win over the Cowboys mean for the Dolphins, Jason? You know what's so fun about this? You just said the uh, Cowboys have to go on a road, and we've talked about them and how they can't do that. But also for the Miami Dolphins, they're now playing a team with a winning record. And the Dolphins at 10-4, and we continue, all of us, poking holes at them because you continue to find something. Well, it's like, all right, they're 10-1 and against teams that are 500 or below, but they have not beaten a team with a winning record. 0-3 so far on the season. That was the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Eagles they all fell short to. And then Tyreek Hill gets hurt against the Tennessee Titans. And it's just like, well, this offense just looked – terrible without Tyree Hill. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't do anything. Then they played the Jets this past week. Yeah. And they, go up, they put 30 points on the Jets, a really good defense, without Tyree Hill. Tua can't throw the ball deep. He's throwing it deep to Jalen Waddle, and then he's mocking everybody. He's doing the talk to me with his hands, and he said it could mean anything. And we all know what it means. There's so many naysayers that no matter what this Dolphins team does at 10-4, and 4, we continue to find reasons of why they can't be the team in the NFL or win a Super Bowl and things of that nature. They can win this game against the Dallas Cowboys. It'll be their first time beating a winning football team. It will be at home. And I think it just propels them, obviously, to a game with the Baltimore Ravens that means so much. But I think on top of that, it silenced some of the talk about the Buffalo Bills. The Bills have been hot, and we continue to say they're coming storming in. We're talking about them possibly winning the division with the last, this last game of the season being matched up against the Miami Dolphins. I think for a week it kind of silences that because we start to look and we're like, well, maybe this Miami Dolphins team is for real and they can get it done. You know, I, I look at this, this Dolphins team, and they win 30 to nothing. So on paper, you're like, all right, they're, they're back. They are also so banged up right now. I need to see what version we're getting on Sunday. 
Are we getting Tyreek Hill against Deron Bland and the Dan Quinn defense? Are we getting Austin Jackson, the offensive tackle who left during the Jets game? Are we getting Xavier Howard? The entire secondary. Are we getting Javon Holland? Are we getting Deshaun Elliott? It's almost like we, we look at the score, 30 to nothing, they beat the Jets. All right, the Dolphins are like, they played the Jets with an arm behind their back, tied behind their back. So uh, the Dolphins' win would be enormous, but almost like who's on the field? What are we getting? Because I think Miami, if they're going to compete in the AFC playoffs, they're going to need all those guys. And that's the version of the Dolphins that's going to be able to contend for a Super Bowl. If they go in with half of those players or if, you know, Howard's down and Tyreek might play, but then we don't have Deshaun Elliott or Javon Holland, there's serious questions. And then we're going to all do rush to judgment and say, well, they lost to another good team. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like, yeah. the Cowboys are, are coming in and they know they need to win. The Dolphins are an absolute mass unit right now. If they can win despite those injuries, well, then I might be putting my eggs in their basket and saying, okay, well, they've overcome some things here. Maybe that Tennessee loss was a fluke. Mm. Maybe that Tennessee loss was just something that happens in a mm-hmm. season and it woke them up. But gosh, they need to get healthy and they need to get those guys back on the field. 30 to nothing win or not, that was cool. Everyone stepped up. They're not competing with the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the rest of those guys without Holland, without Howard, and of course without Tyreek. In a way, the Bills did them a disservice by destroying the Cowboys by so much because they lowered the Cowboys' stock. Interesting. Whereas if the Dolphins beat the Cowboys, some will say, yeah, but the Cowboys are trash now. You still haven't beaten anyone, which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, the health thing, sure. I, it's just Tyreek, Tyreek, Tyreek. Is he playing? I think he is the most important non-quarterback in the league. I think he's more important than McCaffrey. I think he's more important than Kelsey. All those. Mm-hmm. In fact, the way backup quarterbacks are playing this year, he might be one of the most important players in general. Like, it's that important. So I don't, I still don't know what we're doing with him. If you remember the last time we saw him, leaves the game, stands around for 90 minutes, comes back, is productive, and then doesn't play. So it's not a cataclysmic injury, of course, but these are huge games for him. And I, as much as we as fans want to see the Miami Super Bowl, meaning Bills, Dolphins in Week 18. I don't think the Dolphins want to see that. They want to be able to chill. True. And the Bills lost a couple of games, and we went out. And let's rest everybody. They don't want that. I asked you, Jason, so 30 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Was the defense that good and that inspired, or was it the Jets' offense is that bad? Both. That's a shutout. Both. The defense played really well, and it's an NFL team. But uh, we've watched the Jets' offense with Trevor Simeon. I'm not going to yeah. sit there and say, like, no, the Jets' offense was unbelievable. But to what, what, what was impressive, they put up 30 points. The Jets' defense is really good. That's true. So then without Tyreek Hill still being able to be productive, but the Jets' offense is terrible. Mm-hmm. Right now. Kyle, you mentioned a couple times <laughs> in your take the, the elephant in the room or the bill in the room when it comes to this matchup this weekend between the Cowboys and the Dolphins and the fact that the Dolphins have to deal with not only a Cowboys team coming into town but a surging Bills team as the Dolphins are still somehow in a race for the East despite Buffalo, Buffalo stumbling earlier this season as we take a look at what Miami and Buffalo have left to deal with on the rest of their schedules. All right. So we see it. Dolphins, it is formidable. You host the Cowboys, you go to Baltimore, and then you host the Bills. Bills, we'll see. Cross-country trips are tough. Josh Allen likes to watch the movies on the way there and on the way back. And then the Pats, and then, of course, that Week 18 matchup, that could be the the NBC Sunday Night Flex game because it could have such major impact. Concerned with the Dolphins um, and the surging Bills? Anyone at the table buy into that? No, because if you're on the Miami Dolphins, like the Buffalo Bills, they're way up there. Like we're not worried about them up in Western New York Mm -hmm. because – 
what we've done so far in the season allows us to control our own destiny. Yes, the Buffalo Bills, they, they're coming, they're playing well, but if you just continue to win your football games, you'll go into that last one against the Buffalo Bills, and you're like, all right, we win this game, we'll be all right. I think it's for the Buffalo Bills are the team that's concerned with others because they're on the outside looking in. They have to continue to win, and then things have to fall in the right place for them to be able to get into the dance. If I'm the Miami Dolphins, we don't have time to be concerned about them. Let's just stay concerned about ourselves. Shrake, to your point, let's stay concerned about our health, getting our guys out there on the field. Because if we go out there and we play the way we know that we're capable of and we win football games, we don't have to worry about who's surging behind us. We can start to look at everything that's in front of us. Look, the playoffs already started for them. Like they, yeah. It started for them. They had to win last week against the Jets. If they lost against the Jets, suddenly the world is melting and everything's mm-hmm. coming to an end. And look at this schedule. That was a big win against the Jets. They've got the Cowboys and the, and the Ravens the next two weeks. Like, I don't think they're thinking about the Bills. They've got to get the Cowboys and the Ravens games. And, you know, what's interesting is the Ravens, they play the 49ers this week. Yeah. And so forget the Bills in the rear view. Dolphins could be looking at the one seed. So if the Dolphins can take care of their business, there is a very, very good chance that the Dolphins could not only be hosting uh, the AFC Championship game, but they could have a bye in two playoff games in their own building, which I think, and we've talked about this, is a huge advantage. That stadium is hot. The sun is different the way it comes down. Visiting teams hate playing in Miami. It's not the cold weather thing that we usually hear in January. Mm-hmm. It's that hot weather that, team, that teams aren't conditioned for. So to me, I'm not worried about Buffalo. I'm worried about taking care of business and thinking on the positive. Hey, we control our own destiny in a lot of ways. If the Ravens don't beat the 49ers this weekend, well, suddenly the number one seed in a real, mm. a, a real, real path to the Super Bowl is in, our, is in our hands. Yeah. Also, I think even if the game was this weekend, I don't think they're concerned or afraid of the Bills. These are division rivals who have played heated games. Mm-hmm. They've beaten these Bills. They've beaten, been beaten by these Bills. This feels like, like an NBA rivalry, like, oh, Bulls-Pistons back in the day. A lot of familiarity, mm-hmm. a lot of chirping. Like, even if they do lose one or two and they have to welcome the Bills Week 18, they're not afraid. They're not intimidated in any way you know I, I hate I hate assuming wins it's hard for us to because we're yeah. all looking at week 18 and I would love to say that I'm concerned about the Bills going to the Chargers it's a Saturday it's week they have a new coach the new coach if Herbert was there I'd be concerned yeah. I, I mean it's the, the the Chargers thing was so bad last week but we all kind of just decided I'll speak for everyone as fans of the game you look at that week 18 game and you're like oh that would be so fun it would just yeah. be so cool as a fan. If you're the Dolphins, you're like, screw that. We're going to beat Dallas. Yeah. We're going to beat Baltimore. And Buffalo isn't all that. They're going to lose one of these games. It's not going to matter that win. much. Yeah. We want it as a president because just the matchup is so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And I'd love – I said it yesterday. I hope it's 150 degrees and the Bills just have to deal with it. But if you're the Dolphins, you're like, let's not even let it get to that. Let's start now. I love playing how we look at this picture because we have, like, this great information in front of us on the AFC. If nuggets? the Bills could just jump up to seven, let's say, and the Dolphins hang it too, that means in back-to-back weeks the Bills stay in Miami back to back years they play them in the wild card round and they play three times you want to talk about a real rivalry right but to open to close your season that way and then what you're going to stay down there all week like I guess that's one way to get acclimated let me ask you guys who do you think wants to see the Bills less would it be the Dolphins or the Chiefs as a two seed seeing the Bills come in at seven and knowing that the Bills have had such success at Arrowhead who or who who does Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like Dolphins, like Bills is like, oh, God, yeah. we don't want to play yeah. our rivals ever. But then the Chiefs, you see Josh Allen coming into Arrowhead again. Right. some scar tissue. The Bills have beaten both teams this year. And the Bills don't have a ton of wins, but they've beaten both, both. those teams. I think if you're the Chiefs, I, 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 I think you would, you would be more annoyed and disappointed to see them because the Chiefs team is not great right now. Mm-hmm. 
And Allen is really good in that stadium. I'd rather welcome to Miami. I feel good about that. I agree. And to your point, division rivalries like Miami, Buffalo, mm-hmm. we know each other. Like, there's no surprises. We know each other. I know uh, the Chiefs and the, and the Bills have played a lot as of late, but two, three times a year is totally different. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings for the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 